I got that off-black Cadillac midnight drive. Got that gas pedal leaning back, taking my time. <laughs> well, that, of course, is a band whose name sounds like a fishing supply company, Macklemore. And if it's what the limousine driver was aggressively singing to himself while checking his Blackberry and careening around the endless ramps of LaGuardia, then this must be Dale Radio. And I, of course, am your host, Dale Seaver, and you're listening to another episode of Some Things I Enjoy, coming to you, as always, from the foul banks of the Gowanus. And we've got another terrific show for you with this one. I'm in Manhattan. It's snowing. And uh, <laughs> we've got a very special guest who is sure to warm your ears this holiday season. Uh, but first, let me tell you that this episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Thousands of audiobooks are available at the touch of a button, and if you have the need for buttons on your computer screen, then you're probably someone who enjoys having books read to you. <laughs> Go to audibletrial.com slash Radio. You get a free audiobook and a free 30-day trial. If you do that, we get a little, I think the term is kickback. <laughs> I think that's what they call it. From the folks who run this site, everybody comes out on top, no harm, no foul, so check it out, won't you? Okay, folks, my guest uh, today, and we're sitting in a little hot basement. My whole yeah. career is basements. You play a lot of basements, do you? Yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it happens. Well, he's a rising star in the music world. He's a singer-songwriter who has earned accolades from coast to coast. Now, some say that he, along with Frank Ocean, Solange, the the uh, weekend, yeah, yeah, okay, so far, uh, <laughs> are bringing about a neo soul revival, but we'll talk about that. Uh, please welcome Jarrell Perry. Jarrell, how are you? I'm great. Thanks. It's good. Happy to be here. Thank you for being here. I feel like there's, there should be like a laugh track or like a flash. <laughs> oh, we let I, the people provide. We'll do like it. the snaps or something. That's <laughs> right. Well, we are. We're keeping warm down here. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, we are. And uh, but that's because it's snowing so much. As you don't. Did you grow up with a lot of snow? No, I grew up in California, Southern California. We and that's Orange is, County. Yeah, this yeah. is completely foreign to me. Do you have any kind of experience with snow as a kid? Um, only like a few limited experiences but always in the mountains yeah where, like that's where the snow stays for us we never see it in the city that's right you almost forget that there's mountains there but sometimes when you're downtown yeah and it's a clear day about this time of year maybe you look up and you see them yeah, snow caps yeah and you're beautiful. reminded that los angeles is very close to mountains yeah absolutely i've done the mountain i've seen the snow and then gone to the beach in the same day <laughs> just for the hell of it it's, it's <laughs> wild yeah, um, this the city and like the I don't know it's it's a little bit of a struggle but I'm dealing with it. It's kind of tranquil though, isn't it? It's kind of beautiful. Yeah. I noticed though today there must be that SantaCon thing yeah, happening. Yeah, that was that very disturbing. Added to it, you know, it's a, very disturbing. You know, the snow, like every other person, I feel you know I feel uncomfortable that I'm not in a red suit. Today. <laughs> well, that's how you, you wish you were part of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. <laughs> I want nothing to do with that. You know what I'm going to have to put up with is those yahoos on the subway. Because oh, yeah. they go and do whatever they do, congregate, and then they drink. Yeah. And then it's just a and nightmare. And then they drink. Then and the then, subways and are then just they a drink nightmare. Some more. And then some more. Yeah. But we'll talk about that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so you get uh, Beyonce's album. She surprised everybody. Yeah, that was crazy. Kind of screwed up my whole my whole press <laughs> my whole press tour really. <laughs> oh, really you know the world just stops. Right. For Beyonce, but, you for, know, for Miss Bay, yeah, for for the Queen, right? <laughs> but um, you know, the Queen will do what the Queen does, and well, I'm not mad at it. We're just in her it. world. No good. I don't think. Well, please don't be mad at her. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> not on this program. Yeah. <laughs> I need all the support I can get. And do you think everything's going to be a visual album now? Um, everything. I think I'm. 
I'm pretty sure that, you know, in the future, everything will be visual because you can see, like, people don't even, you know, when you're looking for music, you go on YouTube, you know, yeah. you want to see what it looks like, you want to feel it, you want to touch it, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, not everybody has the budget to put together an entire visual <laughs> album, you know, like Beyonce can, but sure, yeah. Are you going to rethink your next one? Um, you know, I'm doing what I do, you know, and... Absolutely. To be honest, like we're all we're already like putting together a lot of visuals, you know. We're right. ready to drop. You know, we've already finished three for the next project that we're about to drop. So, um, so yeah, like we're already we're already on that game. Are you a visual person generally? Yeah, really, really visual. So, um, you know, I take a lot of inspiration from like art, and um, I think it all comes together. You know, when you listen to something, you you're usually visual. You do, you're not just looking at black. You know what I mean? You're visualizing <laughs> right. something. You know, people always go like, oh, you know, I thought the video was going to look like this or like... Because you picture the song in your head. Yeah, yeah. Or people walk up to me and be like, oh, I totally pictured that you were going to be running in a treadmill like, <laughs> in this video. And it happened, you know. And, um, so, yeah. That's how I am, too. I listen to a lot of story songs where people tell the story. And the song, I guess all songs are to a certain extent. Right. But there is a genre of... You know, people to tell stories with, and I'm always picturing a pretty wild scene in my yeah, head. And yeah. sometimes I am disappointed when it's just a girl on a, a wrecking ball or something. Think, right. well, that's not what that was about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not in my head. So uh, uh, everything's been going good with the concerts. You did your first. Uh, this is your first time performing yeah, in New York. First time performing in New York. We Man, that's gotta feel great. Yeah, it was awesome. We were at Joe's Pub, um, packed house. Whew. And, uh, yeah, I love New York. Like, and, and, you know, the crowd was excellent. And yeah. it lived up to your expectations. Yeah, it, up to them and then exceeded them. You know what <laughs> I mean? We had a really, really dope time. And um, I can't wait to come back. People keep, are asking already. I bet they are. When are we coming back? So hopefully really soon. I bet. And you, you spent much time in New York? Yeah. Um, I mean, through my lifetime, like, I've been here maybe, like, three or four times. And usually I spend time down there in East Village. I had a lot of friends. Uh-huh. Like, all my friends left me from the West Coast came. <laughs> well, came we give here. a lot out there. So yeah, it's, it's, it's you a know, good exchange. It's a whole exchange program. The grass is greener syndrome. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, I spent a lot of time in East Village. Or but just never, grass. But never, yeah. <laughs> grass. There is grass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even if it's brown part of the year. Right. It still comes back, doesn't right. it? Right. Yeah. But, um, I've never been here, like, during, like, this time with the snow. So it's a completely different experience. One time I was here, it was, um, it was Hurricane Irene. Ooh. And I remember, like, rushing from the subway before it shut down and yeah. grabbing as much... You know, pizza and bagels and beer, <laughs> and just putting them in your yeah, in your cooler yeah to tide me over. Um, so yeah, you know. So you kind of bring this bad weather with you. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. we, we like to screw things up. <laughs> we kind of shake it up. Well, I tell you, I've been listening to almost nothing but your music these past few days, <laughs> and in all honesty, I'd I'd like to make out with something. <laughs> with something I, I would, yeah, maybe a chair just something anything. I saw an empty coffee cup. That, uh, you know, looked oh, pretty yeah, good. Okay. <laughs> Now you ever <laughs> do you ever make after your own music? Um, on occasion, you know, it might it. It's not like I just turn on the album, you know. But if there's a shuffle, it might you know, come. Sometimes it, might come it comes on. on You'd be you know? sure to include then, it in the shuffle, and then it just makes makes the experience more. Sweet, you got to time know? it. You do early in the in the experience, or you just add like you want to kind of roll into. In the you want it to be yeah. You don't want it to be too deliberate. You know, right. too obvious, right? You're right. just like oh shit, I didn't know. Sixth or seventh in the rotation. Yeah, exactly. Right. You got this. You, you clearly you you've done this before. I, I put my podcast <laughs> yeah, on. Yeah, with the co- that poor coffee cup. <laughs> 
I got a nice coffee cup over at the house. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll listen to my podcast. That's a full evening for me. Right. <laughs> so now you've been labeled an alternative R&B artist. Mm-hmm. And I know that probably, like most of us, we're not interested in labels. Right. You know, that helps you on your end fine. But I wanted to understand what they mean when they say whoever they is. Uh, buy an alternative because I remember a few years back you go to a record store that's a well Wait, few what, years what, back what's that what's <laughs> those, a record store those were discs that used to contain uh, no <laughs> the cylinders what is a record you could hear uh, old Thomas Alva Edison talking oh, to what? us no uh, so you go into like a Sam Goodies or something and there'd be an alternative section mm-hmm. and there'd be a lot of uh, earnest looking people in uh, flannel and wool caps kind of staring at you behind right. angry fonts now that's not what you're talking about. Um, not necessarily. <laughs> but hey, you what is know. it? But what does it mean to be an alternative R&B? I mean, if you look, if you look at the definition of alternative, it's just, it's just whatever is you know like not necessarily the mainstream or whatever, right? So, I think in R and B, and especially being a black male artist, there's definitely boxes that that people want to put you in. Yeah. Whoever those people are, whoever they are, right? Um, and that's just not for me, you know, like, even though I have an R&B voice and, and I come up, you know, in that, in that tradition, in that lane, my influences have, you know, span everything, you know, from, from electronic stuff, um, or to indie rock, um, just everything, you know, so when we throw all that together, but it's also R&B, you know, they have to call it alternative, you know. Right, because it doesn't fit into this uh, preconceived yeah, idea. Yeah, it just doesn't fit in. But, you know, as long as we stay progressive and we stay experimental, that's all I care about. You can call it whatever you want. Sure, and what you're doing is what, what really, every that's where things are moving. Yeah, absolutely. So it's away from these kind of big silos or whatever you want yeah. to call them. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. No, we don't, we don't have time for that. <laughs> for Me? I have no time no for time. that. No time. You got a coffee cup. I got lots of things with. to do. Not just the coffee. <laughs> you know, coffee I got other interests. <laughs> <laughs> that is treasured for me. And you know what I like in R&B? And I'm not sure that you're using enough of it. What? Chimes. Chimes? Yeah. Like what, so what kind of chimes? Like Mary J uses a lot of the chimes. There's like, you just okay, say, yeah, uh, yeah, Roberta yeah. Flack, Donny Hathaway. Mm-hmm. A lot of chimes in there. Yeah, still. baby face. Yeah, also. yeah. He puts a couple of those you in there. You know what? Yeah. Think I, on it, will you? Yeah, I think we're going to do an all chimes album, actually. <laughs> hey, listen. I, you sold one already. Yeah. Pre-order on <laughs> Amazon. Works. Yeah. That's why I got the... No, at, at Sam Goody's. Oh, yeah, I'll head over to Sam Goody's. They still got that place? Yeah, uh, you know. That I'm used sure to scare me. Been. You know, some things used to scare me there, like Judas Priest. Oh, yeah. Font scared me. There's a there's a lot of that. Yeah, and then you listen to some of that music now, and you think, what's, mm. what's the big idea? Yeah, the, the font What's was, the problem? Yeah, the font was just sounds like rock and roll, but yeah. you listen to some of that stuff. Yeah, it was an angry, uh, repellent font to me. Yeah, it was kind of like forged in metal. Yeah, it just wasn't for everybody. It wasn't for everybody. Yeah, you use nice fonts, don't you? Yeah, nice, clean. You know, it's inviting. I need as many people. You know, I'm not trying to scare people away. That's right. Don't put people off yet. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) When you get into your Ozzy Osbourne phase, yeah, that can be. Gosh, (laughs) don't do that. Don't do that. (laughs) So we talked about growing up down there in Orange County, where everything's going on, isn't it? It's a big. Oh yeah, it's just a huge it's a happening place. Really happening. Kind of a conservative place, though, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's we call it the Orange Curtain. Right? Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, as soon as I could leave the house at eighteen, you know, I crossed over the Orange Curtain and into Los Angeles and, to and go to school, and I never looked back. And no, not, like nothing against Orange County at all, 
but um, it you know, provided I, you with some experiences that, that made you who you are. Yeah, sure, you know, and <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have anything to really compare. He, he you know? said, yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, but Los Angeles, I feel as a place like culturally is a place that's always been really inspiring to me and it kind of raised me, you know, that's yeah. when I became like the person who I am right now. So there's so much there. Yeah. And uh, and you were involved in the church down there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. growing up. Yeah, I grew up in church, um, singing in church choirs. Like the first time I got into a studio was actually singing um, on an album, you know, for the church. It was like a Christmas album actually. Yeah. And so. Um, what would you, you have a solo? You probably I had many that. solos. Yeah, yeah, I had a lot you of solos. You have an angelic voice. Thank you, appreciate it. Yeah, but um, yeah. So sometimes yeah. that's hard for one man to say to another, but it's it's true. It's it's cool, you know. It's cool, right? Because yeah. we're not about labels. Not about labels, you know. As long as we have the coffee cups. <laughs> oh, yeah, keep bringing it back. <laughs> It'll be cool. But yeah, so that, yeah. yeah, that's that's how I came up. But then at the same time, like I was hanging out with all these different kids who were listening to all different types of stuff. So. You know, we'd go to like some emo rock shows, you know, like, yeah. or, you know, I'd be listening to the Postal Service or like Coldplay or something random, you know, and that all kind of carried over to my writing and my experience with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I can see that there's some of those influences in, yeah. in the music. And when you're at UCLA, what were you studying there? I studied, um, I double majored in political science and communication. Yeah. Do you have a dream to go into politics? Not at all. <laughs> well, I mean, when I was in college, like, you know, I did I did the whole activist thing, but um, I know politics is, I mean, we already have to deal with so much politics in daily life, right? This is Especially true. in the music industry. Yeah. Like, I'm not about, you know, carrying that over, but, you know, I will, I, you know. But you can be diplomatic. I can, yeah, absolutely, you know. <laughs> so, not not looking for a career in politics. Right, but, right. Um, but yeah, it was, it was interesting to me. an understanding of that. Yeah, it was interesting to me. And like, uh, what yeah, was the whole me. activist thing? Sorry um, to interrupt you. What was the oh, yeah. Like, well, you know, being at UCLA and we were campaigning for a lot with uh, diversity or yeah. um, that's just one issue. You know, like I was like one of, you know, 25 maybe like black males admitted that, were, you know, that weren't athletes, you know. Right. So we were working on that, which they're still working on that. Yeah, and um, do you feel yeah. like it got better? Um, I feel like there's still a lot of work to do. Yeah. I feel like there's still a lot of work to do, but um, you know, I'm proud of I'm proud of the of the tradition at UCLA. You know, of of being at the forefront. You know, progressive yeah. movements and stuff like that. There's so much history that people don't even know about. Um, so yeah, stuff like that, or um, you know, campaigning for like divestment from Darfur because when that there was, was a, a genocide, that was a big deal on. a few years ago. Yeah, yeah so I, I was you know part of that and. and all that so you know I'll definitely plan on like revisiting that you know as I'm as I'm going through my process as an artist uh -huh. and I have that platform to speak out so right. so yeah we did a lot of things well, I think that's good that's a good solid background to have mm -hmm. in, in your line of work <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> I mean that should be a prerequisite for a lot absolutely of you know because some people get on the uh, get up to the national level and, and they have yeah you know what I mean it's <laughs> a little bit the next thing you know you're swinging on a wrecking ball <laughs> For instance, for instance, yes, yeah. but there's a few they just don't they don't know how to handle themselves or yeah. carry themselves up there, and some of us just wait till an advanced age to really make a <laughs> break out. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and you said you you'd gone down to the Hammer Museum. Yeah, there, yeah, right? the Hammer Museum is a really dope place. Um, Great. Yeah, like I went, I was just there a couple of weeks ago to see um, this James Welling exhibit. Really awesome. Like, 
um, you know, photographs and, and stuff with light, you know, and like it goes back to the whole visual thing. Like, right. That really inspires me. And when I'm looking for inspiration for music, like I often go to a museum and check something out and see what, what pops out to me. So, yeah. yeah. Well, and Jim Willing's great. He's a terrific guy yeah. and makes some beautiful work. So that's, a, you ever go down to Sandbags? Uh, no, I haven't been. No, Sandbags is a sandwich place over there in Westwood. I think it's still there. Are you sure? <laughs> Get a Thanksgiving Are you sure it's not, it's not a, a boba tea place? <laughs> oh, it might be. A, it <laughs> or, might be a noodle. Um, or a frozen yogurt it could, place. It could have gone. But they used to give you a free cookie in there. Speaking of cookie, Diddy Reese. You oh, Diddy Reese, yeah, yeah, all the time. But you know, like they're not a dollar anymore. No, that was I was there for that transition. Yeah, it's upwards of, you know, two bucks now. Come on. It's too much. The ice cream sandwich is yeah. still okay, but come on. Yeah. I don't care for that. You ever go to the Magic Castle? I have been to the Magic Castle. I was just there this week. Times. Oh, really? Yeah, just earlier. Tuesday I'm sure night. you can just walk in. Like, I feel like you have well, like a... a I, I know people. Or something. <laughs> I know people. But it's a pretty wild kind of a situation. Yeah, there. It's super wild. It smells a little bit like old burgers and soup, though, doesn't it? Yeah, it smells like... I mean, I've never been in the 50s or whatever. <laughs> That's what you imagine yeah, the 50s. it smells like a black yeah. and white movie. It does. Yeah. <laughs> That's well said. <laughs> So how do you get from UCLA to working with uh, people like Childish Gambino and uh, Usher and Diplo and, and the like? Um, that's a really good question because I, I don't even know. But you put something out there. Yeah, what yeah, you, yeah. You put some kind of yeah. content out there. That yeah, just yeah. Kind of... I started out just writing on my own and then, um, you know, I kind of got in the scene, started meeting people online, like different producers and writers and... Um, and also like doing background vocals on different projects, and that's kind of kind of how I uh, ran into Childish Gambino, and then um, you know. Well, I, what's the first thing that you do though? How do you how do you connect to the you get a man you get management or something that no, then connects you? No, no. I mean, a lot of people think like management is like the first step. Like, okay, I I can do something. Someone manage right. someone manage right. me, but you can't really manage. You have to have something to you gotta, manage. You got to prove yourself. You, yeah, yeah. So the first step was really just collaborating with as many people as possible. So, so friends, whoever. Is yeah. You know, so we're doing projects. as soon as you know one one writer or one producer, yeah. you know, you can know you know a hundred, you know. So that's really what it was about for me. And then um, also being self-sufficient like I was a lot of times just recording demos in my house um, and I could work with people internationally like I had a writing partner in Miami you know that I was writing with and we ended up co-writing a song for Fat Joe and Chris Brown you know so all of that was really what helped me to it, it was just hundreds and hundreds it's a pretty big <laughs> song pretty big leap though yeah 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 and so um, you know through all of that you know I ended up meeting Hassan who's, a, who's the producer on my last project, Simple Things, was mm -hmm. released, and also on the new project, and uh, we had like just amazing chemistry, and like it's a really dope, uh, you know, process. So and that's how we came up, you know, with the current. This is like the Jarrell Perry and the, and the sound, you know. Right. So um, so yeah, that's basically it. And you feel like you found it. You yeah, found it for now. I found it for now, and but and it's like, what is it? You know, it's like constantly changing, constantly right. moving. Um, so, so we're definitely, you know, on the right path. Yeah. Um, the Simple Things Project was definitely more of a journey um, throughout, you know, different influences and, and different stories to tell. And this new project, um, it's called the White EP. Mm -hmm. It's definitely more of a destination. Like we kind of found a place where we want to rest and like soak in it. And um, you can play the project over and over and over again. 
Um, and I'm really excited like for people to hear it. Yeah, when is it? You're not saying when it comes out, but soon. Yeah, very soon. Um, looking at January right now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that's coming up. Yeah. That's good. All right. Well, now, uh, this, is, this is a little silly, but I thought we'd do this anyhow. Because okay. uh, you, you, you seem like you'd be up for it. Because people know that I know so much about producers and all the great artists that are out there. Uh, and especially when it comes to R&B music, any of that stuff. Right. I'm your guy. That's right. why people listen to this show. But uh, sometimes I look at the names, and it's just a jumble of letters and right. numbers. <laughs> so I thought that I'd give you a name of a person that you've worked with, and I'd also give you a, a word that I made up. And you just say, if it's real, or, or if it's not, just say no. Okay. okay. So I'll read a name, somebody you worked with, okay. and you tell me if that person actually exists or if I just made this name up. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. Cormega. Yes. Did I say it right? Yeah, Cormega. Boy Wanda. Yes. Sneaker Trolley. No. <laughs> Pip Swaddle. No, but I like that name. Cadence Weapon. Yes. 33 RPMs. No. CD Cleaning Kit. No. Oh, <laughs> you passed. <laughs> you know your life pretty well. <laughs> I was, a, I was, we were getting a little bit uh, nervous, yeah, but yeah, the way you were saying them, you know, you're, you're trying to throw me off a little bit there. Yeah, you know? I was trying to just see what would happen. Yeah. But now, um, whiskey, that's your drink of choice? I love whiskey. What's, what's the brand? Any of it? All of it? Bourbon? Scotch? Um, I really like bourbon. Like, right now I have to have my, like, my go-to, like... Uh, bullet bourbon, but then um, fine I'm also it. into like the Macallan Scotch. Yeah. See, I knew we'd get along. And then, I've uh, sampled hundreds. Yeah. Almost all of them. Really? We should we should go get some. McAllen 12. I'm telling you. I mean McAllen 18, don't get me wrong. I'm happily sure. And yeah. probably at your level, you're probably going up and up and up. You, you probably get 150 year old. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that 12 is just perfect for me all the time. Yeah. I've gone up and down the spectrum, smoky, not just space side, the other side, all yeah. sides in between. McAllen 12, just yeah, perfect. Yeah, that one's really, really smooth. Really and then nice. um, there's like this Japanese whiskey, yeah. Yamazaki. Someone yeah. just gave me a gift while I was here. I'm going to go home and try that. Yeah, You'll let me know how that goes. Yeah. It's good. You know, I once did a little tasting, and you can tell when a whiskey is from uh, uh, Asia. There's some a quality in mm -hmm. it that is a delicacy, yeah. uh, a lightness of, yeah. uh, of being that uh, comes through. Anyway, it would be nice to go drinking with you sometime, and I bet we will. Yeah, we will. I feel just, we're just in parallel paths here. Yeah, go get your Santa suit. And <laughs> oh, we'll God. get up there. Oh, no. <laughs> Today. So uh, uh, you said that the simple things, uh, was, was the response has been great to that, your yeah. debut EP. And, and Getaway, that's one of the songs that's yeah. on there. It's a heck of a song. Thank you. It's a really beautiful song. And it reminded me of a drive that I took after my wife left me. And just happy times now. But then, my yeah. goodness, if I had had that song, I'd still be pulled over. Just sobbing. Right. Just <laughs> or sobbing. just you might still be driving. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But uh, how did that song come about? Um, it's kind, of a, it's kind of a lame question. but <laughs> It's crazy. Like, I don't know. Like, I would... I definitely, you know, Hassan had made the track, you know, and usually when I go in on on a track, you know, I just listen to it and then just start, you know, humming my melodies and like, and getting, you know, just random words, random inspiration. But for some reason, I had just watched uh, the movie Drive. Yeah. And um, and I was just feeling like in a certain kind of mood, you know. Right. And, and yeah, I just thought about 
and also, you know, the relationship I was in at that time, you know, I, I kind of felt like we needed an escape. And so um, all of that kind of came together and lyrically, you know, the song was born. A yeah. lot of times I just kind of get in the zone and then when the song is done, I don't even know how it really happens. You know, the best, the best stories write themselves. Yeah. The best songs write themselves. So that was one of those. The best podcasts write themselves. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 well, you do okay with relationships. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a weird question. Doing, doing okay. I'm not the best at relationships. Okay, but it lot, makes for a lot of that in, in a song. Yeah, right? but it makes it makes for good music. You know, <laughs> when sure you're kind of, when you're kind of like a sucky, you know, relationship person. It's usually you. Cuz you go, yeah, cuz you go you have your ups and your downs, yeah. you know. But um but yeah. You feel like it's mostly you though. If things go wrong. N- uh, you know, man, it's always <laughs> Some people may. It depends on it depends on who you ask, <laughs> right? And it depends uh, on the day of the week. <laughs> well, there is a realness to you, to songwriting that I appreciate, yeah. And uh, it's a real commitment to transmitting uh, a direct experience into song, and something that's not about maybe chasing a fantasy or chasing something that's a construct, but really human interaction, yeah. And and day to day struggles, yeah. And that's the th- I just try to be as honest as possible because you know. If if I wanted to write songs for for somebody else, you know, I could do that. But when it's right. coming from me, you know, it has to be one hundred percent real. You know, or else I might as well not do it. Right, right, that's so. right. Well, and that's I think the challenge is to stay with that moment, stay in that moment, yeah, and stay honest and true to yourself. Yep, true to myself <laughs> and that coffee. I feel like we should burn some that candles. Out. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Well, what's uh, what's your attraction to comedy? I noticed you slipped in a Spinal Tap reference into one of the one of the songs. Oh yeah, Is that true? yeah, uh, eleven, yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, you you have some kind of job that's in, involved with that, or or no, you don't. No, no, <laughs> not at all. No, <laughs> no. I mean, so the uh, the song eleven, you know, was, that kind of came from a lot of different places for me, but um it it all comes back to being to being like true to yourself right. and being real and I was like a lot of people they just want you to do too much you know or they they want to do they want to portray something that's right. that's more than what they more than what they need to be you know so that that's basically what that's all about all right, all right. so you're not you're not going on any comedy tours no not, well, you never know, you know. You never know. After the after the Chimes album. That's the time to do it. Yeah. That's the time. <laughs> That's when we'll be on that comedy tour. Well, we talked about your, the influence of the visual arts. Are there any other non-musical influences that you have? Non-musical influences. Um, it, like I said, just before, just like art, you know. Yeah. And also, I, I'm, location is really important to me. Mm-hmm. So, like... Definitely, like, moving around and, like, be, even being here in the city and in New York, like, I'm really excited to go back and and write a lot, like, based on my experience here. Like, yeah. And, um, you know, I've traveled to a lot of different places, and I'm always, like, thinking about where I've been and what kind of headspace, you know, I was in. Like, so, um, so yeah, like, I think that's really important. Yeah. I do. You get a nice charge out of this, too. Or wherever you go, you get a little spark. Yeah, just a, just a little bit. You ever been up to Reno? No. Well, that's a weird place. <laughs> you get a charge it out of that. It's not at the top of my list. <laughs> I've been in a few places. Some some uh, places do have a kind of a, uh, a quality to them, though, that, that does... Uh, it leaves a little part of yeah. itself with you. New Orleans, I think, is that way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
Maybe just that. Just, but just New Portland, Orleans. I feel like, has something. Chicago. Yeah. I mean, probably places Chicago that have a great music scene. one of my favorite anyway. cities. Um, like I said, New York. I've been to London. Um, um, Buenos Aires, Argentina. Yeah. That has, like, definitely, like, this romance to sure. it. Sure. Um, I spent a little bit of time in Italy. Yeah, everywhere you go, you know. I'm, I'm all about, like, well, not big. everywhere. <laughs> everywhere but Reno. <laughs> I think there maybe Kutztown, Pennsylvania. There's a few places that I would say, no, you don't get anything out yeah. of it. You've given more yeah. than they have. So uh, for me, and of course, uh, oh, I wanted, this is what I want to ask you. Uh, do you have a, a place that you have to be, be in physically or not to, to write? Do you have like a setup that's a, that's the, the situation? Um, not necessarily. Like I can pretty much write wherever I am, but, there are, you. but there are places that um, are more conducive, right, to the process. So I kind of like small studios or, like, places where I kind of feel at home. Like, actually, in this basement, (laughs) this hot-ass basement down (laughs) here. Very intimate. um, Yeah. But it's, you know, but it still feels like home a little bit, right? I think you could focus pretty easily (laughs) down here. Um, So, yeah, places like that are really good for, for the writing process for me. That's good. Yeah. For me, I have to be facing the Gowanus Canal, which is a little polluted stream that we have over here. I take a lot of inspiration from that. Yeah, I'm sure. Just have to look at it. Some whiskey doesn't hurt. Uh, so you got some plans for the holidays? Um, just chilling, you know. I'm yeah. after this after this experience it's with the snow intense. and the Santas and all of that. I think I'm just gonna drive <laughs> straight to the beach, like yeah. just. <laughs> Just to get that back, you yeah. know, because it's been a couple of days there. Been, yeah, it's been rough. Um, so yeah, I'll probably you know go to the beach. And, you know, Is there a very special meal? Uh, and it sounds like a, a Christmas special. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a peanuts. You know? <laughs> um, a Perry, a Perry special Christmas, and special meal. Um, no, my mom just makes like you know like good soul food. And, you know, macaroni and cheese. Yeah, my favorite thing right now. Um, right now just right now yeah it's not not bad I I never have any problem with macaroni and cheese who who has a problem with macaroni and cheese nobody nobody should and uh, and so January we'll look for the EP to come out any people any surprises you just said we're gonna it's more of a destination uh, a maturation of the sound yeah definitely that's very beautifully put thank you can you say that again yeah a maturation of the sound yeah yeah. We, we might need to take that sound <laughs> put you on the intro yeah for sure um, we should do some collaborating yeah absolutely yeah so exactly it's exactly what you said and um, the white EP it's it's about white spaces and kind of a blank page really and kind yeah. of like recreating yourself and so um, yeah and just sonically it's it's something that you can soak in you kind of get dirty and then you get clean again and you just want to do it all over um, you, you, you're speaking to me now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, in January. Well, great. That sounds good. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out to uh, for the holidays in anticipation of your of, of the EP dropping. I'll be out there and I'll spend some time in Pennsylvania, though not in Kutztown, and then I'll be out to the great state of Ohio uh, for some Buckeyes, and then I get to visit with a dog that has bad breath that likes to drop oh, a wet tennis ball in front of me. That sounds so terrible. I got a pretty full. <laughs> Pretty full schedule. Uh, <laughs> so, well, this is great. You're performing in LA anytime soon. Um, yeah, we're actually gonna. Um, we're planning a residency at the Bootleg Theater in LA. That's terrific. When is that going? Um, it should be in February. 
Okay, so, so also coming up. And you'll so be yeah, here. come out. And you can get all the songs on your website. Yeah, everything's on my website, jarellperry.com. J-A-R-E-L-L, make sure you spell it. Yeah. And um, yeah, and also on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. Everywhere. everywhere songs are sold. <laughs> Sam Goodies. That's right, that's right. I'll be the first in line. <laughs> right. When they put up the gates. Right. Yeah, I can, I can get it on a cassette, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we have the A-track. Good, I'll play it in my car. Well, uh, Drew, this has been great. Yeah, I really appreciate you making some time, and you got to well, you got to fly out. You got to get to. Yeah, it. yeah, we're getting on a plane. Okay, anyway. all right. Well, I hope you. Say, I wish you safe travels and a very happy holiday. It's been a great experience getting to talk to you. Yeah, you too, and, Dale. Uh, especially at this stage, I think this is great because I see such good things happening for you, and I'm excited. Uh, because uh, I like talking to people at this moment. It's really great. Yeah. So thank you, Drew. Awesome. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, and that's that's our time. Happy holidays to all. Uh, Till next time, I'll be busy composing an emotional ode to my empty whiskey bottle with plenty of chimes and falsetto. <laughs> now let's get back to that great music that we all enjoy. Dale Radio is written and produced by James Bewley. Original music by Steve O'Reilly. The intro theme to Season 6 is composed and performed by Katie Mullins. Season 6 podcast icon by Sunil Manchikanti. Posters and logo treatment for the live shows by Daniel Spencer Levine. Hey, why not rate and review us on iTunes where you can listen to me on Stitcher Radio. Stream anytime. For the latest, follow me on Twitter, at Dale Radio, or find us on Facebook. You're the best. <laughs>